Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. It was a complete flop back in 1983. It cost more to make than it earned in its first week in the box office. But now, you can watch it every minute of Christmas Day if you want. A Christmas Story, the classic tale about little Ralphie Parker and his obsession with a Red Ryder baby gun with all the bells and whistles. I want an official Red Ryder Cub in action to an Joe Ball era. No. Shoot your eye out. Oh, no, it was the classic mother BB gun block. This movie has so many quotable lines as little Ralphie dreams about getting a BB gun for Christmas. And this year, there's a true sequel featuring most of the grown kids from the original cast. Many are saying it's fun and sentimental. Christmas and nostalgia. Sometimes it hurts remembering our family and friends no longer with us. But Christ came to give us hope for today, as well as hope for the future. If you're trusting in Him, you can thank Him for your good memories and the many more that will come in eternity. I'm Charles Morris, and we're starting a new series today called The First Christmas Songs. In the book of Luke, there are multiple songs recorded that were sung by different characters. There was Mary, Zechariah, the angels, and finally Simeon, all singing when they heard the Messiah was coming. So as we prepare for the birth of Jesus, we're going to reflect on these songs of Christmas all this week. And in a few minutes, we'll look at the song Mary sang when she learned that she would carry the promised Messiah, Jesus. And speaking of songs of the season, I want to send you Fernando Ortega's Christmas Songs album for your Christmas gift to Haven Today. This album is filled with songs that will help you celebrate the true meaning of Christmas. Thou long expected Jesus born to set thy people free. What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Oh, we next shall see stay. of music from Fernando Ortega's Christmas Songs album. How do you fill your home and heart with Christmas music that'll lead you to worship and praise Jesus all this month of December? I know this CD will help draw you and those you love closer to Christ this year. Call us after the program, would you? At 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go visit us online Here's some of the samples that we've put up from the CD, and you can make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And just before we hear our first Christmas song together, the big day will soon be here. And I have a great gift idea for you and the children in your life. It's called Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, Parts 1 and 2. These epic storybooks, two of them together, retell John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress as well as his sequel, in a way that both kids and adults can better understand. Full of illustrations, bound in a cloth hardcover, this is a perfect Christmas gift that will point people, young and old, to Jesus. Ask about it when you call or go online to learn more. But you need to order today so we can get it in the mail, ASAP, in time for Christmas. 
We'll still cover the cost of shipping, and we can send it directly to someone you love with a little note from you. And now let's open the program. Here's Rend Collective. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come, ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Oh, close. 
One of my favorite Christmas carols, so come all ye faithful, from the Northern Irish band Rend Collective. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today, and we're calling the program The First Christmas Songs. As Christians singing songs more than 2,000 years after Jesus' birth, we can sometimes forget that the Lord preserved his inspired song lyrics. Not only do we hear of the amazing story of someone breaking out in a new song to the Lord, but we also have the added gift of reading the words to that song. We still have the lyrics. God's people frequently mark a saving event in their life by singing about it. They write a song about a salvation event, which by singing it over and over, the story becomes a part of them. They remember why they wrote the song and what the words say about God's saving action. So it's not surprising that when we hear in the first pages of the Gospel of Luke's account the exciting news of the birth of Jesus, we also get a smattering of exciting songs. Look at Mary's song in Luke 1, 46 to 55. Mary singing, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of a humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with His arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but He has sent the rich away empty. He has helped His servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. I really have one thing I want us to think about from hearing that song in Luke 1 and Mary's song of praise. It's simply this, humble dependence, humble dependence. Mary exhibited an amazing humility, pointing away from herself and to a strong Savior that she would soon hold in her arms, a baby. It's easy to overlook humility. It's also sometimes a virtue hard to recognize. The most humble person you meet would probably not strike you as humble. You would just think after meeting them, hmm, that person seemed to be very interested in others, interested in what I needed and the difficulties I was going through. Well, Mary hears the news about Jesus' coming birth twice, first from the angel She responds simply, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled to me. And then second, Elizabeth comes to Mary and tells her, blessed are you among women. John the Baptist, himself a baby, the scripture tells us, leaps for joy in his mother's womb. But when Mary begins singing her song, she doesn't shine any light on herself. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Put yourself in Mary's shoes, a young, unmarried woman, dangerous in her context. She could have been stoned for being pregnant and unmarried. You might expect her to cry out, why me, Lord? I'm not ready to be a mother. I'm too young. I'm not even married. I don't have a safety net in my culture. But instead, we see humility. She's self-forgetful, not consumed with her needs or how she will provide for this new life. 
Instead, she looks only to serve the Lord. Far from being self-consumed, Mary feels indebted to God. She sings about grace, free grace. Luke one forty-eight. for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And then verse 50, his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. Mary, if full of awe and wonder that the Lord would choose the least of women, even someone like her, to bring the eternal Son of God into the world, that is humility. Mary feels indebted to the Lord. Why does she feel indebted as if she has received more gift in her life than she could ever repay the Lord? Because Mary looks back on the history of Israel, and she sees grace heaped upon grace, and then begins to understand her story as a continuation of Israel's story. Listen to her song in Luke 1, 51 through 53. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. Mary feels like she's low. That's humility. She feels like her life and her cup is overflowing, though, with divine grace. Why? Because of this series of gracious reversals. Think about your own story with me. Haven't there been times in your own life when you thought you wouldn't make it? I know I've seen the Lord's provision many years here at Haven Ministries, where if it weren't for the Lord on the move, we never would have made it, wouldn't be here today. But right when the light at the end of the tunnel seems like it'll be completely snuffed out, the Lord changes the story. Jesus shows up, and we remember grace. And suddenly we see the Christian story. Power for Christians comes through weakness. The proud are scattered. Rulers come down from their thrones, even while the humble are lifted up. The hungry are provided for. The Lord knows our needs. But those who don't think they need anything from God go away empty. Can you taste divine grace with me? That's the first word of what I want to think about, humility, God acting towards those who are needy and know they have nothing without him. But the second word is dependence, humble dependence. This is a difficult word for us as modern people. We like to be on our own, self-dependent, We embrace the idea of individualism. In our modern world, we no longer have to go to the grocery store because we can order food, groceries, really anything we want online and have it delivered to our front door. We don't have to depend on the people around us. And in many ways, these new conveniences have isolated us. It's easy also to feel more and more cut off from the Lord because we often learn how to relate to God based on how we relate to one another. 1 John 4, 19 and 20, we love because he first loved us. That's the Apostle John writing that. He continues in verse 20, Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. We learn to love and depend on God by loving and depending on others. So if we struggle with a feeling of isolation or independence, what do we see in this first song of Christmas that teaches us gracious dependence on the Lord? Luke one forty nine, the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. And then verse 51, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. 
When we read in the Bible about God's arm, we're seeing a sign of his strength. Look at Mary. She is utterly dependent on the warrior, the Lord of Israel. She sees no strength in herself. She knows she can bring nothing to her own salvation. It's 100% grace. She wasn't chosen to be the mother of Jesus because she was above needing grace. She was chosen to demonstrate God's grace. Mary knows that if anyone will be saved, if there is any hope for Abraham's offspring, as she sings at the end of the song, it's going to have to come down to depending on the grace and strength of the Lord. There's no hope outside of him. So, as you're thinking about this with me, thinking about humble dependence, what does it look like in our lives? Well, I think it looks like three things. First, God saves us or is offering salvation today if you don't know him. Not because we're special or important. The Lord comes and offers salvation to the weak, the needy, the humble. The baby in Mary's womb will grow up and later teach that it's not the righteous that he came to save, but he came to save the sinners. A doctor doesn't come to heal the healthy, but the sick. Humility is the first step in recognizing that we are needy. The humble prayer says, Lord, I don't have anything. Rescue me. Forgive me. I'm hopeless without you. Second, we can't do life in our own strength. We need the spirit of the living God. We can't just push through our suffering. We can't make it by sheer willpower. If you're running your race alone, you're going to run out of steam and you'll end up tired and helpless. Life has lived all of grace and we can't drum up the power to live out of our own strength. Finally, our Father loves it when we depend on Him. We see the heart of God in the story of the prodigal son. Fourteen chapters after this song of Mary, we see a grown man who had been waiting many years for the return of his son, the one who had wasted his inheritance with prostitutes, the older brother tells us. But the father finally catches a glimpse of his son on the horizon And he just hikes up his Middle East first century clothing and runs out to meet his sinful son. The son realizes he has nothing in himself, and it'll be better to live as a servant than live starving on his own. He decides to live in dependence, even though he might only end up as his father's servant. But the father runs out and receives him. That's the heart of our Heavenly Father to those who turn in humble dependence divine grace in their time of need. And Mary's song exhibits this amazing humility that pointed away from herself and towards the strong Savior she would soon hold in her arms. What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping Whom angels greet with anthems sweet While shepherds watch our keeping Why lies he in such mean estate Where rocks and ass are feeding Good Christians fear for sinners hear The silent word This, this 
So bring him incense, gold and myrrh, come peasant king to own him. The King of kings, salvation brings while loving hearts enthrone take it from his Christmas songs album and what child is this can you believe it 20 days away is you know what now that either excites you or it might even scare you and perhaps you're still looking for some unique presence for someone special in your life well let me suggest two Christ-centered ideas the first one is Fernando Ortega's Christmas songs album You just heard a song from this melodic and soothing CD that's filled with music that'll help lead you to worship this Christmas. You need this music in your home, and your loved ones do too. And we've been enjoying it at the Morris home, and it's filling our home and hearts with the warmth of the true meaning of Christmas. It'll do the same for you. But second, we also have the boxed set of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, Parts 1 and 2, for your minimum gift to the ministry, more if you can send it. And these are storybooks that retell Pilgrim's Progress in its sequel for a new generation. Epic illustrations, easier to follow words. So why don't you get one for yourself? Order one for a family if you want to point them to Jesus. And that would be a pretty good thing to do. Ask about it when you call or go online to take a sneak peek at the book. So many moms and dads and grandparents have made a generous Christmas gift to the ministry so they could share the gospel through these books with the younger ones in their lives. I'd like to encourage you to do the same. And when you get in touch, we can still send it with free postal service shipping so it can arrive in time for Christmas. And we can also send it directly to someone you love with a little note from you. Call us right now, would you? The number to call is 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us online, listen to samples from the CD, take a look at samples from the books, and then you can make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And a quick reminder, we've now reached our final month of 2022, and we still need help to reach our budget by December 31st. I want to suggest a way that some of our listeners may be able to help. If you have a donor-advised fund or an IRA, Would you pray about making a significant gift to help us catch up? Those are just a couple of ways that you can help us give hope to a troubled world. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? 
when again we'll be sharing together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It's a favorite around the holiday season, O little town of Bethlehem. It's strange because the hymn is a song addressed to the city. But if you know the biblical background of the story, it's not so strange. Micah 5.2, O Bethlehem, you who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you will come a ruler in Israel. He will be a shepherd. In layman's terms, Micah 5 says, O little town of Bethlehem. The song isn't just about the city. It's picking up on that prophecy. Jesus, the great shepherd, born in Bethlehem. That little town was the place he chose to enter the world to shepherd his sheep home. In Christ, all is found. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.